1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers On Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we've got interactive tasting room today. Booyah. There are five beers sitting in front of us. We have already posted the picture on our Instagram page, which has also gone to our Twitter and Facebook pages automatically. So if you would like to drink the beers along with us, Hopefully you were able to grab them out at Market of Choice. I got them in Beaverton or at a various bottle shop of your choosing and uh, can enjoy them with us. Today was my first, uh, or this week, was my first time getting the Interactive Tasting Room beers. It was a fun experiment. I was kind of walking around Market of Choice and like, okay. So I want to make sure we get beers we're probably going to like, but I want to get some new breweries and want to try some interesting stuff. So I have one brewery neither of us have had before Mm -hmm. i have one brewery both of us have had before and actually have liked quite a bit uh at least one of the beers that we had from them we have one of our favorite breweries but a beer i've never had and a beer you've only had once from them Mm -hmm. we have a friend of the podcast brewery for a beer we may have had i think but i don't recognize it from the label because it may have been a can that didn't have a label uh and then we have a series that i have been very excited about generally as well as uh a brewery that Patrick and I have liked quite a bit. So those will be the five beers coming up. I'm not going to spoil them just yet if you haven't seen the page, but um, it's going to be an interesting uh, five beers to try. I'm, bu-
1: I'm pumped. Um, I did look. It is different. One cool. says spring. This says season.
0: Gotcha. So hey, maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's a little different. Uh, so uh, you can find us all over the place. We are on Instagram.com beers on us. That's our main hub of social media outreach. You can DM us there if you'd like or comment and all that kind of good stuff. We are on Twitter at BeersOnUsPod, and we are on Facebook.com slash BeersOnUs. And then you can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, TendingToTheFan.com, and uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us because it helps us out. So, uh, yeah. What did you have for your weekend beer today, or this week, sir? Oh, uh, my weekend beer. Let's I see. I keep saying see. today as if this week is one day long, but it's not. Yeah,
1: let's it's see. Um, I drank some Foreland Vienna Lager. Um, Back I had, to the well. Back to the well. Let's see. I had a Wayfinder beer. Oh, I had a Relapse from Wayfinder. That's their cold IPA? Their cold IPA. Um, I bought a six-pack of Johnny Utah. Okay. That was only two weeks old. Ooh. It was delicious oh nice it was fantastic okay i crushed through the whole thing that was great (laughs) and uh so
0: weird how inconsistent it is i know
1: i know but my uh my beer of the week that i would say the best thing i had all week uh was an ipa from uh spider city Mm -hmm. in bend very fruity very kind of like mixed berries coming through quite nice i enjoyed it
0: cool nothing too crazy just pretty straightforward my weekend beer i had a one well, two beers that I've had before. One was uh, the Cold Fire Solstice Black IPA, which was good. That was one of the first ones I had from them last year, and it was solid again. Had the Papermaker Pel, which I saw Ooh. in cans for the first time in my area, so I had that. Delightful, as always. I tried the 33 Stars Pilsner from Von Ebert. Uh-huh. Um, it's the blue can yeah, with yeah, the yellow yeah. tree on it. Solid. Yeah, you know, okay. It was a pretty simple Pilsner, but I enjoyed it.
1: I just saw they just re-released Motueka Pilsner, mm-hmm. which is excellent i want to get my hands on some of that
0: i had uh the Breakside 10 barrel collab celebrity crush i think that's what it was called yeah How was that uh vanilla and blueberries it was stout interesting yeah i haven't had it yeah i read it and i was like okay so this is probably one of those lactose beers that patrick was talking about that was on on tap when he went (laughs) and uh it didn't say lactose on it but i'm assuming it had lactose in it because it's a vanilla and blueberry stout it might i don't know actually it was interesting it was uh It wasn't overpowering in either way, which is solid for me. I mean, sometimes vanilla goes way overboard for me in those stouts. Uh, And I thought the blueberry came through nicely, so it was a really good beer. I was curious
1: how the blueberries would turn out, because blueberries seem tough, like a tough fruit to kind of get good flavor out of.
0: And then my favorite was actually one that I probably was the most nervous about. It's a brewery that I don't drink very much of, but it's a style of beer that I figured I would like, but it might be too sweet. It was Sasquatch Brewing. Oh, okay. Kiss and Makeup, Imperial Stout with peanut butter and brownies. In the in the beer. Uh, yeah. And me, uh, <laughs> peanut butter is my favorite thing. That's a plus. And uh, brownies are my favorite dessert. So together, I was like, <laughs> this is going to be either incredible or horrible. And I didn't know which. Because I, I, I don't drink Sasquatch, so I don't yeah. really know what their beer is like. It was really good. Great. And it was really well balanced. And it had a really good, like, bitter backbone to it, so it wasn't overly sweet. Uh, I don't know if it was the hops or just kind of the way they built it. It was just very, very uh even keel instead of being overly one flavor Sounds and it was perfect. delightful yeah. great well done yeah good job sasquatch i need
1: to be more diverse in the beers i drink
0: you say that every week and yet nothing changes
1: i know maybe, maybe if i just keep saying it i'll i'll finally happen
0: <laughs> i think or is what, it at
1: the point where you just keep saying it and you're like yeah i say that all the time i think
0: i think you're nervous because the last time you were experimental it was for an interactive tasting room and we didn't love all the beers no in the episode yeah and uh, that was where I said, you know what? I'll do the next interactive tasting. <laughs> I was like,
1: cool, man. You can do them all for all I care.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'll save some
1: money. Yeah, well, it's not even that. I'm just I'm just tired of tasting beer and being like into the drain.
0: Yeah. So uh, I did have to drain pour one beer this weekend. I won't name names, but it was yeah. just one that I was like, hmm. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, it happens.
1: It happens. It happens. I think it's just best to... I think when beer when you don't remember we like drinking beer. If you don't want to drink it, don't. Yeah. And if you can't afford to not drink it, you probably shouldn't be buying it in the first place.
0: Yeah. You that's, know, what that's I mean? probably a good point. Yeah, yeah
1: like if, if if finances are tight, and I understand in today's world, you know, myself personally, finances are tight. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna buy a beer, if you're gonna spend that money on that craft beer, you might want to consider like going to the well. Like getting an old standby, just so you know what you're getting into. Right. Like, I saw this guy walk out with a case of Von Eber Volatile Substance. And I was like, you like that beer, huh? He's like, this beer is incredible. I was like, good enough for me.
0: (laughs) Good enough for me. Um, So, yeah, so that was my week in beer. I also started the Hop Venom and the RPM that's in my fridge. Mm. Uh, Last time, they canned it over the summer. The Hop Venom was better. This time, the RPM. Tasting better. Nice. Interesting, uh, interesting change, but uh I'm enjoying the RPM quite a bit. That's a good little rotation. I should get my
1: hands on some RPM.
0: Yeah. The Hop Venom, when you look at the price on the six pack, you go, ooh, and then you go, Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for that ABV. It's like $13. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, fine. Let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Just, just pull my leg. All right. So uh let's get into the interactive tasting room today. I was very curious how Patrick was going to order the beers. He is the beer orderer. Yeah. And um, um, this I didn't, one, this one threw me for a little bit of a loop. So normally when we do these tasting rooms, even when it wasn't interactive, we would almost always have like light body Pilsner, IPA, mm-hmm. a heavier IPA, a maltier beer, a maltier beer. And then like a stout. Yeah. And it was like a very easy order. Mm-hmm. This time I kind of just picked things. Mm hmm. And I didn't know what order you were going to pick, and you did not go in an order that I at all expected. So oh, really? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, huh. okay. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this goes. Uh,
1: I look at it a lot of times by body, mm-hmm. and then if not by body, I look a little bit at ABV, because sometimes ABV has some connotations to body that, that are worth it in this. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of where we are. There's It got a little, got a little hairy in the middle. Just because of more flavor, Mm -hmm. Um, like this one that we'll get to number three, I couldn't decide if it should go after four.
0: I think you made the right choice. I
1: think I made the right choice too, but then five is just kind of, I feel like in no man's land. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Five
0: almost feels like it's a little palate reset at the end.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Okay. Because I think
0: three and four are going to be a bit of a... uh, I mean,
1: between one, two, three, and four, I'm expecting very different flavors across the board.
0: That's why I picked these.
1: And even even number one, which I'm going to crack right now, I'm a little, I'm confident this is the right choice, but even that is kind of throwing me off a little
0: bit. So number one is a brewery that neither of us have had before. I've actually never heard of it before. I don't think you've heard of it either, have you?
1: No, I haven't. Uh,
0: So this is Airways Brewing, which I believe is in... Kent, Washington. Yeah, it was in Washington. I knew that. Um, This is a winter rye lager. And i'm I don't really know what to expect with this beer. Um, I've not been a fan of rye in the past, necessarily, when it's put into beers. Uh, I also don't like love rye whiskey or anything like that. It's just a very strong flavor to me. But with winter in the label as well as a rye lager, I thought it was a unique, interesting way to kind of bring a a new brewery into the full, at least for the for the tasting room.
1: Their Franconian Keller series. Crisp and easy drinking with a touch of spice from a generous
0: addition of malted rye. Okay. Well, it smells delightful. I will say that. I also like the can art a lot. It's very simple. Simple. Simple, but it like grabs you. It's
1: got a little like grain on it.
0: Mm hmm. Have you, so you have not heard of these guys? I've not heard
1: of these guys, no. Okay. It made me think of a, God, there was another brewery up, up north, kind of in that area that was like airplane themed that I don't think is in existence anymore. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. I don't think it's this brewery.
0: Airplane themed because of Kent being, isn't Boeing there?
1: Yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. Um, gosh, and I can't remember. But, like, they had really good names for their beers. Their beers just weren't awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. What creativity is, you get points for creativity. You get points
1: for creativity. Yeah. You get points for creativity.
0: So the the beer smells good. Um, I think this is a good call. It is very light-bodied. Like, it's a very, very light, easy-drinking beer. Um, I don't get a ton of the rye flavor, which is probably a good thing for me personally, mm-hmm. just because I don't love it that much. Although because of that, I'm not getting that spice addition they're talking about in their descriptor for the beer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not sure what makes this a winter rye lager, but it is a very easy drinking beer. I will say that there's something in the middle that I can't put my finger
1: on something in the middle that doesn't taste right.
0: doesn't taste right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I saw you look at the can word when you opened it too. So,
1: well, if I'm going to be honest, when I opened it, um, you see where this label is, mm-hmm. uh, that where the can label is, the the liquid was started slightly below that. Oh, so it wasn't filled all the way. Interesting. Which is always kind of like a an alarming thing to me. Depending on how old it is,
0: is that because like oxygen could get into yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, what's that the date on it? See, there is no date. Oh. <laughs> great it was it was new mm. market of choice no, no, no. So I, 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 believe I assume that. it's fr- I, I, assume I assume it's fairly fresh
1: I would as well um it is just one of those
0: things that threw me off, but there's something maybe they maybe we just uh we just got like the last beer they filled <laughs> well we didn't almost get to the end of the can
1: yeah, there's something in the middle that I can't quite put my finger on you know I don't I don't, know I don't if think it's it's, an I don't off know if it's off
0: flavor per se but because I'm not getting anything that seems off but I, I get what you're saying there is something there that it's more it's, full than i expected. It. it's hard to kind of picture yeah. what it is it's almost I, i'm just gonna throw this out there it's almost like banana-y a little bit in the middle oh,
1: buckle up buttercup
0: <laughs> well i know that i know that beer three we're gonna get lots of banana but um i'm getting that a little bit in there i don't know if that's Intentional or, or what but it's just that's kind of the flavor. That's kind of it yeah, could spitting be out at me
1: Could be a yeast thing. Yeah, and I just I don't know
0: I can't figure it out. I do like the nose a lot. I, I said that a couple of times. I like the smell but um Yeah, I, I don't know. It's enjoyable easy drinking. I don't know if I'd go back to it again But it's not I'm not disliking it or, or anything. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> well you gotta finish it because we have another beer to get to i'm just
1: gonna be honest there i always do this with the first beer i always pour us like half half full glasses and i'm like you got four more beers to go dude you chill out and if you like it we'll drink some more later yeah <laughs> but you get excited because it's the first beer and you're like and i'm Ooh. like yeah 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 i haven't had any beer today and i got the shakes <laughs>
0: that might be a problem
1: <laughs> i got hear at noon today just in anticipation did you? No, no. <laughs> I was like,
0: I got here at 110, so I hope you weren't waiting for an hour and a half. For I me. got here
1: for in an hour just sitting there shaking, <laughs> itching, waiting for that beer.
0: All right, so that's beer number one. I like it better than Patrick does, but uh, there is something in the middle that I, I don't really fully understand. Beer number two is a brewery that was our favorite beer at the Bridgetown Beer House Challenge. Uh, it was... Like, IPA versus IPA, stout versus stout, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. And it was beers from out of state. Mm -hmm. Through day one with our good friend, Robbie. Yep, through day one uh, distribution. And it was, our favorite beer of the whole day was the stout. It was like stout A. Mm -hmm. And when we left, they told us what it was nicely. And uh, they said it was the Skookum stout. And we were like, oh, I've never heard of this brewery before. So I haven't actually had a lot of their beers since then. But uh, I saw this on the shelf, and I did want to get a darker beer, because most of the beers I got are lighter today, Mm -hmm. and uh, I loved the artwork on it. It reminded me a lot of uh, a deathcore band I listened to called Oceano. Their first band is called Depths, or the album's called Depths, and it's a very similar look to this, and this beer is called Descent, and it's purple, which is one of their colors, and I was like, this is calling to me. It's calling. So this is a Skookum Descent Dark lager they're out of arlington washington it says dark lager brewed with english and german specialty malts cascade hops light roasty crushable wow thanks for telling us things yes like thank you skookum for telling yep, us things. i appreciate it um i'm really
1: glad that you grabbed a skookum beer because i don't think you know on the covid wall i don't think there's anything there but i don't think we've had a skookum beer on this pod yet And right now they do a lot of like hazies and double hazies that I've see that I see some people kind of grab, and I never really. I mean, maybe I'm also not looking, but I don't see a whole lot of other stuff, other styles from them. So I'm really glad that you were able to find something uh, from them that wasn't necessarily a hazy double IPA.
0: Right. So yeah, maybe. I mean, that's interesting. We'll see how they're doing with the other styles. Obviously, we like their stout a lot uh, from that challenge. But uh, but yeah, we'll see what this is like. But I mean, even as you hold it up. It's got more of like a dark, caramelly, it's more of an amber amber-y. color. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of, that's why I put this beer at number two. I took a shot at it. It also
0: says crushable on the side, which is also why I think you put it at number, well, number and two. I,
1: and I think we have to remember that sometimes like roasty characteristics that you get from dark beer don't necessarily make them more impactful on your palate. You're just used to that roasty, coffee Chocolate kind of flavor being with a heavy body. Mm-hmm. So I kind of that's when in when ordering that's the stuff I mean, I, I feel like I've been beating this horse to death lately on this pod, but we'll be gentle um, I when it comes to like ordering things. I'm a big impact guy. That's something me and a lot of people at Breakside talked about for a very long time and we ended up curating the menu to go that way about order of impact. Not just lightest to darkest, but how it affects your palate. And that's why three and four are going to be so crazy. Um, And I learned quickly that dark lagers, Schwarzbiers, dark checks, don't need to be in that stout area. They don't have that heavy impact. Those flavors can be subtle and still give you what you want. And that's why I think this style is catching on so much because it's people like you who love the roasty character the chocolate a touch of coffee the dryness um but you get it at 5.2 percent in a lager body and i think that's awesome
0: well i will say uh i'm very much enjoying this beer Mm, smells really good it is very roasty off the top it is a light middle body it's not very full in the middle which is i kind of think what you were saying there is it makes it more crushable and then the back end of it comes right back into Guy Fieri over here, and uh, it's it's a solid beer. I like this a lot. I get a good roast characteristic, light body, and it kind of sp- spins back around almost to like a chocolatey finish to me. I wish, I agree with everything you just said, I wish it had a little spicy,
1: mm. like I can taste it. It's like, like as I taste it, I get this, I get great flavors from finish to end. And then at the end though, there's just, it makes me want something a little bit more. Like, like something spicy yeah like a like I don't know maybe an extra hop character to it um just to give a little I I guess I just want like a little more bite mm-hmm. at the finish but although all I think in with, all in all I think I'm I'm pretty happy with this beer. with
0: this style though you're not going to get a lot of bite I don't think right? true true that's more of a personal preference that might thing be a personal preference thing. because uh, I think generally you're not looking for too much hop character in this outside of just giving yourself a backbone mm-hmm for the rest of the multi flavors, but I'm enjoying this quite a bit. I like that it's light. I like that you could have multiple of these in, and it's easy drinking. Oh
1: yeah, someone like you, Mike, you could grab a four pack of this and kill the four in one night mm-hmm. easily,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's good. So I, uh, you know, we, you know how we feel about hazies. So, you know, Skookum hazies, I probably am going to avoid for the most part. But two dark beers I've had from them it's been quite good. That's great, man.
1: And I love to see that, you know, this is part of the, you know, the Northern Washington coalition that's banding together. And I don't know where Arlington is. They're but... north of Seattle, okay. south of Bellingham. So they're kind of like up in this area, like structures is up there and nuts up there. And there's all the, you know, it's kind of this blossoming little pod. You know, if you have your Seattle and your Southwest Washington area, You've got your Spokane's growing as well, and now you've got your kind of North I-5 corridor kind of area that's you know, also really coming
0: along. I'm starting to see more out of Yakima, too. Yakima! Yeah, I'm starting to see a couple ones I haven't heard of, where I'm like, oh, where's this from? It says, oh, Yakima. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yakima. I mean, bell Breaker being the key from Yakima, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're starting to see more of them come out of there as well. That's great, as long as you make good beer. All right, we'll take a quick break. And we got three more to go, and we'll name our Beer of the Week from the five beers in front of us at the end. Uh, this is Beers on Us, Interactive Tasting Room with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Hi, right, welcome back. It's Beers on Us, Tasting Room, Interactive version number three. We have three beers to go. That was a good one. Uh, this beer is a brewery that we both love to death. It is a beer style we do not love to death. This is a beer I've never had. It's a beer you've had once. It's a hazy. Look it's, out. It's a hazy. It's not a hazy.
1: It's not a hazy. We are drinking from our great friends at Grains of Wrath, the Sickle and Scythe Bavarian Style Hefeweizen.
0: Yep. And uh, they don't have any description on here of the beer, but... Uh, it is a Hefeweizen.
1: I have told this great story before, maybe on this pod. I don't remember. But Mike Hunsker told me this story, and he was there one day working at the brewery, and this woman came up to him very politely and said, Hey, you're a brewer here, right? Mike was like, Yeah, yeah. And she goes, So, I think there's a problem with this beer. And she has the Hefe in her hand. And Mike's like, Okay, please, let's talk. What's up? Very, She was very friendly. You know, Mike was very friendly as well. And she said, Well, I think there's something wrong with this beer. When I taste it, all I get is like bananas and cloves. And Mike said, Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he goes and that's he, what it's supposed and to and then he for.
1: then he yeah then he started talking to her and just kind of explained to her you know that the traditional bavarian style hefeweizen is very different than what we know as the american hefe mm-hmm. and he used it as a teaching moment but i just love that story because his first response was thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> um well this is a style that neither of us particularly love uh, the last time we actually had this on the podcast we've had it twice we had the freem mm-hmm. hefe and we had the uh Oh god, what's the name oh, of Oh yeah, we had the Wolf uh, trees pomegranate hef.
1: Yeah, which was definitely more like an American wheat.
0: Yes, it was good. I enjoyed that one. Um I did not like the frame one because it blew me away with clove. Yeah, we thought it was way too overpowering. Way too strong in, in the spice. It took everything else out of the flavor profile for me. Um so I I you know, I, I kind of shy away from hefts when I first moved here, I had plenty of Woodmer hefts because it was everywhere and mm-hmm. it was easy to get, but um you know, You know how it is at this point. And uh, I knew I just kind of didn't love the flavor profile too much. So this is a a bit of a a stretch for me personally because I wouldn't normally get this. But I know we both love Grains of Wrath. I know we both trust Mike Hunsakura a ton as a brewer. And um, after taking one sip, I will say, much better balanced than the Freem one. Would agree. It is uh, certainly banana-y. And it's certainly got some clove flavor in there.
1: Yep, But it's not overpowering me. The yeast profile is pretty strong in this. The esters come across really nicely. Um I think this is I think this is an underrated style in terms of getting it right. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very tricky style to get right. And, you know, the Germans have been brewing this style of beer forever. So they've got kind of a leg up on us as Americans, but I think I think there's a few American breweries that are really kind of nailing this style and I think these guys are one of them. Um I think it's easy to remember, easy easy to think of grains of wrath in the hoppy category. Um, Let's not forget their Vienna Lager is a GABF medal. This Hefeweizen is one of the better beers that they consistently do. Papermaker Pale. Papermaker Pale. Um, So so keep that kind of stuff in mind when you think of breweries like Grains of Wrath. I, I challenge a lot of people out there, and those of you listening to this podcast and drinking along with us, I'm very interested in your opinions on this beer. And not just this beer specifically, but this style because you said it, we're so used to the Widmer Hefeweizen and the American wheat that everybody you know loves that. It's such an easy, crushable, beginner, introductory beer. That this kind of flips it on its head. This is a very difficult beer. A very difficult beer, and I know, like my girlfriend, she and he, she goes, "Is that one of those banana things?" She's not interested in any way, shape, or form, and that's probably a a palate thing, just a a personal choice thing. I am not the biggest with it either, but I've definitely can I can enjoy some of it. I think what helps in this beer is the addition of cloves, kind of that that little spicy kind of. It all hits at the back end. Yeah, it kind of helps balance that overly kind of candied banana kind of flavor that can come across. I think this beer is really good, and I've had this beer in the past, and I think it's great that it's being canned now. I think the name is fantastic. Uh, on the bottom of the can, it says Bavarian Haze Craze, <laughs> um, which I think is awesome because this beer is not a clear beer nope. by tradition, um, by style guidelines. Uh Yeah. I'm I, I'm in again. I'm with you. Not my style in any way shape or form. I would probably not buy a heff off the shelves But for this purpose right now, uh, this is a
0: good beer I enjoy it. Um, it, like I said, it's very well balanced. It's it's a little candied banana at the beginning and then it kind of fades into a solid if if not Unflavorful middle and then the clove kind of picks up and just goes. Hey, here's a little difference of a uh, flavor it's a it's a good balanced beer and that's how it is
1: with all adjuncts you know we, we, we talked vanilla earlier like vanilla i think is the hardest of them all because it's either not enough or too much that sweet spot is so difficult to find and we might be seeing that with the cloves too that the clove is a sweet spot that you've got to kind of find your way into and once you do thank you
0: <laughs> thank you it is much appreciated <laughs> yes uh, okay so that's beer number three so we're three down two to go uh, the next beer is a brewery that uh, we like here on this podcast, and they have been friendly with us, and um, even uh, even helped out with a Christmas gift. Uh, yes, that uh, that a listener's girlfriend uh, reached out to us about, and uh, we we suggested talking to the brewery twenty six guys, and uh, they were more than helpful, which is awesome. Um, so this is a beer that I wasn't sure if we had when we did their uh, virtual takeover episode because they brought us some beers but they weren't first labeled. First COVID episode. First... Well,
1: I think it's the second COVID episode.
0: One of the first few. Yeah. Uh They brought us beers that were canned, but not labeled. And I wasn't sure if this was a beer that we had had. First segment, I was talking, Patrick went over to the COVID wall and checked. This is Brewery 26's Season Saison. And on the wall, it was their Spring Saison. Correct. So Which makes me think- It's um, changed per yeah, season? Yeah,
1: just like a-, like a touch different or something like that the one we had has uh like just kind of a traditional it says brewery 26 um and then has a like a, a white space that they put little stickers on to tell yeah. you what it is
0: so this one says malt uh it's got pills in rye and carapils hops you got mandarina bavaria el dorado and then belgian saison yeast in this one so again this is a style that both of us tend to stay away from mm-hmm. um I actually remember very much enjoying this saison from Brewery 26 the first time we had it or being surprised at how much I enjoyed it because I'm always nervous about this type of beer and uh, it was enjoyable and we've actually had we've had a couple of saisons on the podcast now haven't we
1: yeah i think so this is such an interesting style um <clears throat> there is a contingency of drinkers out there that are gaga for this style mm mm-hmm. mhm there is also a contingency of brewers out there that do not brew this style. And I think this style over the years, I can't I can't speak to it in Europe because I don't know, but what I've seen, at least locally, is this style over the years can go a thousand different places. And I think that's one thing that maybe brewers kind of shy away from is that they don't necessarily know which route to go in the Saison world. How dry do you want it to be? You know, is it barrel-aged? Is it not barrel-aged? Um, is it a traditional French style or a traditional, you know, Belgian style? You know, what kind of, how do you want to do this? And I think that's kind of shied a lot of people away from it. But I'm telling you, there are people out there that love saisons and will only drink saisons. I watched a guy walk out
0: of the bottle shop yesterday with three different in his hands. So, uh, just as a reminder for me as well as our listeners, what do, what do you? You said there's lots of avenues to go, but what's a basic expectation when you're drinking a saison? When I drink a saison, I expect quality yeast
1: character. Um, in in your Belgian yeast, and I expect I expect some dryness and some crisp finish. Okay. Flavors, uh, I am not the guy to ask for on that because okay. that's where I feel like it kind of goes all over the place. But those are kind of the things I am looking
0: for. Well, I will say this: taking a couple of sips of myself while uh, Patrick was talking there, uh, based on what you said, crisp, yep, dry, yep, Belgian yeast flavor, yep, it's balanced. It's it's a, it's about ba- it's not overpowering in any sort of one flavor to me, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which is what I worry about with this kind of a style. Where I remember, I think I've had Saisons in the past, and I've just been like, uh, that's a lot." And this is not a lot. This is nice and balanced to me, which I enjoy.
1: This is really easy drinking. Now that I taste it, I wish we would have swapped the last two. Yeah, I wish I would have done this one first. This one first, and then the half, because um, it's it's got a lot of more a lot more subtle nuances to it. Seven point five percent. I don't get that. So that's a that that's a go, you guys. I love when beers are over seven percent; you can't taste it. Um,
0: it's surprisingly easy drinking for the really style, easy drinking, and the ABV.
1: And I feel like we kind of felt that the last time with their saison. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's maybe that's these guys' avenue of saison is give you that that kind of classic flavor character, but make it easy to drink.
0: Yeah, um, I mean,
1: saisons kind of our table beers
0: in in a sense but they're just more poppy yeah like we i'm gonna say poppy i mean flavor right because we when we think of a table beer we think of like super light not overly flavorful yeah 4%. just a crisp simple mm-hmm. dad beer right um this is crisp and simple but eight percent or seven point, seven and a half, yeah. seven and a half percent and it's not a dad beer because there are flavors there mm-hmm. the yeast is really flavorful sure sure and it kind of really comes out in it as you're taking the sip, it keeps kind of growing. And actually, as I haven't taken a sip here for a couple of minutes, it's sitting there on my palate. And I'm just tasting the the Belgian yeast. So, bravo again to you guys, Brewery 26. I've enjoyed almost all the beers we've had from them. And I know we're going to go out there when COVID's over. They invited us out to their new spot that they've opened mm-hmm. up. So, uh, I'm excited to see if uh, they got it on draft, <clears throat> I assume. Try it on draft, too. I just,
1: you know, I, I remember saying this in, in talking with Mike and Owen at Grains. And I'm going to say this to the crew at Brewery 26. Like, kudos to you guys. You're putting a saison in a can during COVID. That's a big risk. Like with Mike and and Owen and Brandon and those guys out there, those guys doing a hef in a Bavarian style hef in cans. That's a big risk. Like, because who knows who's going to buy that? Honestly. So the fact that you're willing to say, you know what, I like this beer. I'm into this beer. I think this is a quality beer. Let's can it. Let's put it on the shelves. It takes some it takes some cojones.
0: I will say that I think we've seen a lot more of that from breweries generally mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. COVID has started.
1: Well, especially you know we've we've started to see dunkles and and dark lagers and a lot of traditional stuff, traditional German lagers in in cans. It's kind of fun to be seeing uh, other non kind of quote unquote popular styles right. in cans. Right,
0: the non basic stuff. Yeah. I also think too. Just from a marketing standpoint, since nobody can go to tap rooms or not a lot of people are going to tap rooms, how do you market yourself? How do you market what you can do? Well, yeah, you can, mm-hmm. and because if, people are still going to the store.
1: And if if I lived with roommates, we'd be doing this all the time. Yeah, you know, because I could buy this this saison that I'm like, oh, I don't really like the style, but I like those guys over at Brewery Twenty Six. I don't know if I can drink the whole thing though. But if I go home to you, or like what we do in this podcast. I like the concept of going home to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be like, "Hey, you know, this only cost me a couple bucks, and I wanted to try it, but I don't know if I'm going to like the whole thing." You want to split a can? You'd be like, "Yep,
0: yep." I would say it with that voice too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to ask. Just pour me half. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So that's it's interesting though. So those two beers, we should have probably flipped them. But we but don't. But it's hard to tell that. It's interesting to me. Because I didn't think about it when I picked them, but... Those beers pop it a little more. Both of them... Try to let it warm up for a second. Both of them (sighs) kind of come from the same idea in my head. Conceptually? Of the yeast really kind of coming through and being a big flavor proponent of these beers. I know. I think so
1: so much in this town, we we get so wrapped up in, in malt character and hop character that we forget how crucial yeast is when it comes to flavor, especially in these
0: traditional beers. All right. We got one more to go. This is one that I'm probably the most excited about because I saw them advertising this or marketing this on Instagram, and I hadn't seen this style or this uh, special series quite yet. Uh, so, this is Bale Breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their homegrown beer release number five. Actually, this no, I the, have seen. This isn't the Sewn and Grown? It doesn't say so, mm. but it says release number five. So, unless they change the name because homegrown and Sewn and Grown sound similar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just West Coast IPA. It says we grew this beer. So I don't know if they changed it in the middle or not, but, uh, we got a West Coast IPA from Bailbreaker, release number five, 6.7%. Uh, we harvested something new, our first ever barley crop. Now in our second season as barley farmers, we are proud to share with you the Bale Breaker Homegrown Beer Series featuring 100% homegrown hops and 100% homegrown barley. <laughs> Release number five is the seri- in the series is a crisp, fruity, West Coast IPA featuring five different homegrown hops with complex aromas of pineapple, peach, grapefruit, honeydew, and berries supported by our homegrown Pilsner Munich and Dextrine, Dextrine Barley Malts. We grew this beer. I don't There's, know if it's the same as Sown and grown. I liked those cans a lot better because they were cool. But uh, maybe they got multiple series going on. Yeah. I know they have their Clarity Rarity one going on, too. So Homegrown beer number four was
1: Fresh Hop IPA. I did not see that, I don't think. I don't think I saw that either. Sewn and grown series number three. Sewn and grown two, sewn and grown one. I think this is sown and grown.
0: Okay, they just changed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like the other cans better, Bale Breaker. Do better. <laughs> Come on. It's cool.
1: I don't know. I kind of like this can.
0: No, the can's fine. Well, I they, just like those they, a lot.
1: The sewn and grown cans had like a picture of their like familia. Yeah,
0: and it was like kind of, it kind of like raised up off a little bit off w- the can.
1: I was looking stuff up. Did they say the hops that they used in it? No, it just says oh. five
0: hops with flavors of pineapple and grapefruit and et cetera.
1: Um, one of the hops, never heard this one before, Pato, okay. P-A-H-T-O. And they're all grown at their mm-hmm. hop farms. Mosaic, Citra, Equinaut, and HPC 630. So there's an experimental hop in here. Pineapple, peach, grapefruit, honeydew, and berries. 45 IBU, 6.7.
0: Very fruity. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't even poured it yet. I think you're going to like this. If, you, if you're talking about, what was the one that you enjoyed so much this past uh, week?
1: The Spider City.
0: And you said it was a very fruit-forward IPA? Yeah,
1: something about goat. Graze the goat, I don't remember.
0: This is a very fruit forward IPA.
1: Well, I'm I'm kinda into that these days. Um
0: and especially with the descriptive flavors they threw in there. Yeah. I'm getting them pretty clearly too. That's the nice thing, is it's not like muddled fruit. It's very, very distinct, sharp fruit flavors that I'm kind of getting on my tongue.
1: There's a little stank in this in the head Mm -hmm. or in the in the nose. But well, that kind of stanky stanky <laughs> that sticky icky oh wee
0: no i know you don't like pineapple I don't. so there is a little pineapple up front so be be warned
1: <clears throat> yeah you know as i still haven't tasted this but i'm just going to talk about it like i've tasted it uh the thing with pineapple with that me, doesn't make any sense the thing with pineapple with me is that i've noticed in a lot of beers so f- for the for those out there think think of something that you don't like okay
0: the think Boston of, think Red of, Sox.
1: Think of like, sorry, think of like a fruit that you don't care for. Mm, the Boston um, Red Sox.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about race fans? Those don't exist. <laughs> um, think So like for me, my fruit that I really don't care for is pineapple. It's not a texture thing. It's just a flavor thing. It's not an acidity thing. acidity thing. It's a flavor thing. I just don't really care for the flavor. But what I've noticed in hops that give off pineapple flavors, it doesn't usually bother me. Hmm. It's there are some hops, certain ways you use Galaxy and you mix with them. That is so much pineapple that that I can't take. But like the subtlety pineapple, when someone's like, "Oh, I get like pineapple, grapefruit, mango," I'm like, that that's totally works for me. Okay, but it's some it's some of that like Galaxy, which is probably why I don't care for a lot of hop combinations that use galaxy is because
0: it's just too much well i will say this is very pineapply off the top so be warned um but there's a lot of fruit flavors behind it it's the first flavor you'll taste is pineapple and then it kind of washes into other fruits afterwards yeah it's pineapple i told you
1: uh yeah that's really pineapply um i, I wonder
0: if it's the pato
1: yeah maybe or um, the
0: or the hbc
1: um whoa it's got some really cool... Searing so about a pale <laughs> Nice. Uh, I think it's been a while since we've actually done that. I think
0: we've missed it a couple <laughs> times, yeah. Um, Sorry, everybody. We disappointed you, I know.
1: Um, it's got some really cool... This beer's got some really cool, like, resinous, dank characters. It's got a nice bite at the end. Um, yeah, the fruit character coming forward is is heavy on the pineapple. But what's funny, though, is I feel like I don't get... And this could just be me shooting from the hip and not really piecing things together. But I feel like I don't get... Pineapple and dank in the same IPA very often. Mm -hmm. You know, it's usually this like soft pineapple thing or this dank resinous bite thing. Right. And the combination of the two, I I think it's nice. It's refreshing to see an IPA that tastes different than other ones.
0: You just don't love the pineapple flavor.
1: It's it's a little much for me, but I don't think there's anything wrong with this beer. I could see people crushing this beer.
0: Absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's a wonderful West Coast IPA. I'd say it's not quite as bitter as like what I was expecting when they labeled the West Coast IPA, but that's fine. I mean, it's their own take on it, and it's a very fruit forward, which I quite enjoy. It's gonna be tough to pick our uh, beer of the week this week. I think. Yeah. I think right now it's like, like the grains of wrath hef was built really well. Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite flavor, right? Um, the brewery twenty six saison was very easy to drink and crisp, mm-hmm. and had some good use to it. And the dark lager from Skookum was solid as well. And this one's good, too. It's tough. It's kind of come down to those four for me, like all pretty evenly. I think because it's me, I'm Mm. leaning towards Skookum because it's an easy drinking beer that also gives me the roasty and chocolatey qualities that I want. But it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Mm. We got to agree on it, too. That's the problem.
1: Hmm. The best beer on this table. Let me just start there. What is mm-hmm. the best beer on this table? The best beer on this table is probably the Hefeweizen.
0: Yeah, because it's well built. Yes.
1: Um, I don't need to talk about the worst beer on this table. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I'll I'll ride the dark lager train with you. Okay. If we have to agree, I'll ride the dark lager train. There, I I think this I think this dark lager is so close to being fantastic. I think it just needs a little, a little tweak to, to something. I think I want a little more bite at the end, or a little more dryness. A little drier could maybe do that for me. Um, but I think it's damn close. If I knew more about saison's, I, I could, I could argue
0: for Brewery Twenty Six. I just don't. Yeah. And that, that is. I, I say this with all the love in my heart. It's incredibly tough. I'm including the bail Breaker in, the, yeah. in this as well I know that you didn't love that one quite as much as me because of the pineapple. That, that's a personal preference, but like all four of them to me were Really close to being beer of the week. I just think that dark lager was It just had something a little extra for me That's all yeah, I mean probably personal I'll take preference. I'll
1: take it and th- this is great. I mean, this is awesome That we can't decide here. So
0: you're saying I did a good job. You did a great job mm-hmm.
1: Don't you say anything else? I hate the Red Sox, too. Does that help?
0: It does help. Yeah. Okay. But
1: to be fair, I hate everyone right
0: now. <laughs> Especially Including the Mets. my team. Especially the Mets.
1: No, I don't. I actually, I'm going to watch them. I no, just hate well, my team. That's true. <laughs> yeah, your team as
0: well. All right. Well, it's going to do for us? Uh, let us know what you thought of the beers. If you tried them along with us, Instagram.com slash beers on us, at beers on us pod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash beers on us. Uh, download, subscribe, rate, review. If you haven't, it uh, helps us out. And uh, you know, uh, we haven't planned next week yet. This was kind of a last-second plan to do interactive tasting room. But there's a lot
1: of news going around right now. Oh, is there? Yeah, just like with the expansions and people's plans for 2021.
0: And you know, we haven't done it in the brews in quite some time. It might be
1: time for an in the brews. There's right. a lot. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack on just people's expansions.
0: Okay. Well, then that's next week in the Brews. In the Brews. You got that to look forward to. And uh, we'll see you then every Thursday around 4 o'clock when we drop this. uh, Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NFL if you're watching that. And uh, let us know what good beers you have on our social media pages. And we'll see you next week. Catorce.